here we are, December 27th of 2020, 2020, the final Sunday of 2020. And although the building is empty, or fairly empty, I can hear a loud roar from a lot of you saying, thank goodness that 2020 is finally going to be over. Um, and in some ways, I definitely agree with you. Um, so I wanted to just take a moment. That's one statement I want to make, was this is the final Sunday, Sunday of, of the year. year. Um, um, and uh, the, other the other thing I wanted, I wanted to do, to do real quickly, quickly was, was thank, thank our band and worship team uh, who come here week after week after week and record and do the things we need to do to be able to give you a live presentation on Sunday morning. So thank them, thank our AV department up above and all of the work that they put in week after week and editing and filming and doing all that to make the worship team and the pastors look good. We appreciate that. And while I'm thanking people, I want to say uh, I hope that you had an opportunity um, to go through our Christmas in Hercules drive through presentation. Um, I believe that that was a uh, very successful event um, I know of four people who were uh, prayed a prayer of salvation at that event. Um, and so we say thank you to the Lord. We say thank you to all of the hard workers that worked really hard. Um, I don't want to start mentioning everyone by name because I'll forget someone and then someone will be offended and I'll have to apologize. So let me just say this. I'm thankful to our staff here who uh, has been on board helping us uh, prepare that event. I thank the um, security team under Robert Linway's um, leadership and also um, our uh, different various ministries who helped us uh, man stations along with our First Impressions team under the leadership of Ernie. And um, I just say thank you very much to all of you. And um, what an what a incredible event we've had. Uh, I believe we've probably had somewhere over a thousand cars that actually went through that event. So pretty incredible when you think about it. This morning, um, it being the end of the year, uh, every time a year ends, I think we all do somewhat of a, uh, a look back, um, kind of a normal part of our yearly or year ending times. And I know we still have four more days, but we won't see you again until we're in the new year. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And in, by way of introduction, we're going to be looking at uh, the, the title of the sermon is How to Walk in 2021, or the year 2021. How to Walk in 2021. And we're going to be using Ephesians 5 to walk through that passage. We'll walk through that in a moment. Um, so I just had a couple questions. As you look back, maybe you haven't done that yet. Maybe you are more of a person that does it the day before or whatever. But as you look back at this year, um, one that a lot of you would like to forget a lot of the parts of it. Um, in the process of taking a look back, how many of you knew there would be a COVID virus? No, I'm just kidding. None of, nobody knew that. And um, I want to blame our Pastor Matt Nicosia for 2020. And he's not in the building, so I can do that. He's bigger than I am. If he was here, I couldn't do it. But since he's not in the building, I can do this. Last year, he stood where I'm at in the pulpit and preached a final message for the year 2019. 
And uh, he talked about no one has any idea what's coming in 2020. But we still need to trust in the Lord is what his whole message was about, as I recall it. And so, um, and, and I was reminded of that recently, just as I prepared a message myself, I thought, man, last year Matt did this and he spoke. Well, I'm trusting that we're going to eventually get behind or get the COVID-19 behind us. And uh, we're going to be able to meet in this building once again. Um, it's hard for me to preach to empty pews. It just is. And so uh, uh, Paul Crandall, who's our new lead pastor here, has never had an opportunity to preach in this building with people in the building. Um, so I would love to see us be back in the building. But as you reflect back, as you look back at the year, and I guess I could ask this, how has your walk been? How has your walk been? Um, have you really even thought about that? Have you even put that into perspective of how the year has gone? Um, some of you who've never worked from home are now working from home. Some of you were laid off. Some of you um, just, some of you have had the virus. Some of you haven't had it. You've been wearing masks that we never thought we'd ever wear masks like this. But here we are. I just took mine off about 10 minutes ago. And so, looking back at that, I want to kind of project forward, and that is, how will you walk in 2021? How to walk in 2021? Let's read, I'm going to read quite a bit of the passage of chapter 5 of Ephesians, and then I'm going to concentrate on a few verses, and I'll tell you what they are in a second. So, it starts off, verse 1 of chapter 5. Read along with me, hopefully. Now, I'm reading from the NASB. And so, if you have an NIV, the words may be a little different. Or if you're a King James Version, they'll be definitely different. So, but here we go. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immortality or immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks for this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, 
Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Incredible passage. I want to hone in and take a look at verses 15 through 17. 15 through 17. Those are the verses I really want to kind of look at with you to, uh, this morning. And then we'll, we'll may, we may reflect into some other passages and some other verses, but those are the ones I want to stay with. One of the things that I notice, one of the things I discover, and one of the things that you probably realize, but I want to make sure I stop, talk about it, is the number one thing, we're, we're, what our title is, How to Walk in 2021. How to Walk in 2021. How to walk, how you should have walked in 2020 is how we're going to tell you how to walk in 2021. All right? So one of the ways that you can figure out how to walk is by reflecting on how you've already walked or how you've already lived part of your life. Because in the passage when it says, in verse 15, when he says, therefore be careful how you walk, that's really kind of a metaphorical term for be careful how you live. How you live. Not as an unwise man, but as a wise man. Because I don't want to go there yet. But you have to identify the walk. So what I, the, the one point that I want to make is that you need to reflect. We need reflection. You got to see what you've done already to determine where you're going to go now. So to identify the walk that you need to take to get to the right place, you need to look back and do a careful evaluation of the past as this will better prepare you, this will give you a better idea for the present and then also for what the future might hold. And I read a careful, I read a quote from an unknown source that went like this. A careful evaluation of our past is equivalent to a skillful preparation for our present and necessary as we plan for our future. So you have to look back you have to look at what's going on presently, and then you have to plan what you're going to do in the future. So there are several areas in our lives that we need to reflect on carefully. And I'm going to mention a few, and maybe this will help you start to reflect on 2020 and what it looked like for you. There are in a few areas, all right? So let's talk about those. You might even want to get paper and a pencil. Some of you do that naturally when you listen to sermons because you take notes. But you might want to just do this and write down your own thoughts. Because sometimes when you think it, that's great. But when you write it down, it sticks with you better. So listen, here's the areas. You need to reflect on your personal life. Can you remember how you managed your finances? 
in 2020? Can you remember how you dealt with your emotions? Um, we had some crazy emotions here at the church, and I know that affected you guys personally. We had the announcement of a new lead pastor, Dr. Paul Crandall, and, and a lot of you stood and cheered when that announcement came. And then a few weeks later, he was supposed to be here. And the week that he was supposed to be here for an installation service, we suddenly realized we can't meet in the building because of the coronavirus, COVID-19. And we haven't been in the building since. So how have your emotions been? Well, I know how some of your emotions have been because I've heard from you. And um, some good and some bad. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay. We all have emotions. But we know that God's in charge. We trust him. Then the other one is, what about your relationships? How have your relationships gone in 2020? Did you have a relationship in 2019 that when at the end of 2019 as we approached 2020 you said I want that relationship with my spouse or with my son or my daughter or my mom and dad or just a friend I want that relationship to grow well how have you done what what have you done and then we haven't even touched the spiritual areas yet what about the spiritual areas of your life you're a believer in Christ. These are the most important areas probably I believe they should be in your life is how you're doing in your walk with the Lord. And those areas would be how you're doing in the Word. Have you been reading the Word? And this isn't to beat you up. I'm just saying to reflect. How have you done? Are you doing okay? Have you put a plan together and then you worked on it? What about your prayer life? These are things we hardly talk to you about. What about your prayer life? What about your worship of the Lord? What about your stewardship? How have you handled the time that he's given you? How have you handled the finances, the resources? How have you dealt with that? And then what about your professional life? Uh, how was your job performance this year? Working from home was kind of different. Did you give your best? Because it's no one watching you. <laughs> the Lord's watching you, of course, and you know. So just, just some questions, just some things to, I don't want to mess with you too much, but I want you to think about these. And then what about how do people that you work with view you? How would they label you? If you're still going to work, how, how would they view you? In the midst of all the different turmoils of 2020, what were your reactions around them? What was your witness like before them on the job? What about your family life? What do you think your spouse would say about you, about how you lived this last year? What would your kids say? What would your mom or your dad or whatever? So a lot of these can be very guilt-ridden. I don't mean them to be. I just want you to reflect on how your walk has been. How have you been living your life in 2020 and how we can look forward into 2021 and how we can better live. So the opening phrase in verse 15, let me walk there with you, says, therefore, which points us back to the section preceding this one. And I want to just touch on verses uh, 6 through 14. I'll probably just hit 
really quickly. I want to just look at verse um, 6. Let's look at that again. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly in darkness. You were formerly in darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of things which are done by them in secret. Things in darkness. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper! Wake up! And arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. What's being defined is what we're going to do in 15 now. Therefore, because of what we just read, be careful how you walk. Be careful how you live. Be careful how you live amongst those that are living in the darkness. You are to be light to a dark world. Are you living a life in 2020? Are you planning to live a life in 2021 that says, I am not in the dark. I'm a creature of light. I belong to the light. I belong to Jesus Christ and the Father, and I am in the light. I'm here how to tell you to get out of the darkness. My living my life in my walk, not as an unwise man, but as a wise man. Not as a wise person, but as a wise, I'm living it in a way of wisdom now. So when you look at that, and you see that, let no one deceive you, for you're walking in the light. It points to me a little bit that if you're not, if you're walking as an unwise man, you're in the dark. You're in the dark. You, you don't, where do I see that? Well, hold on a second. Let me show you that. Don't have my glasses, so I hope I can read this. Romans 1. Let's just go right to 22. Ah, let's go to 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile or futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. They're in darkness, professing to be wise. If you profess to be wise, but you're not, hmm. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Their hearts were darkened. They were in darkness. They're considered a fool by Scripture. They profess to be wise, but they're fools. These are the unsaved. Over here in Ephesians, he's talking to you as a believer. He's saying, have you returned to your ways, the ways of foolishness, or are you living a wise life?
so I've already told you the metaphorical term for walk is how you live. Um, and then in this particular verse where he says, be careful how you walk. Be careful how you walk. When he says that to you, what he's really saying in, in the Greek phrasing of that, it means to watch, walk carefully, walk carefully, watch what you're doing, watch where you're going. It's kind of that statement. And it's, it's a um, uh, walk looking around. Don't close your eyes. What did he just say? Don't walk like you're asleep in verse 14. Don't be a sleepwalker. So he says, see that you walk carefully with exactness. That's what he's really saying here. Make sure that you walk carefully with an exactness. If you're on a narrow trail, I heard about a place in Scotland, I think it is, that is way off up in the mountains, and it's a very narrow trail. Very narrow. And on one side is a cliff and on the other side. But you've got to get, in order to get where you need to go, you've got to get on this trail. Would it be a good idea to go on that trail with the blindfold on? Probably not. Many people have fallen off that trail, injured themselves severely, and a lot have died. But it's a necessary trail to get from one spot to another. You would do that with your eyes wide open, not as sleepwalking. Well, the, the trail to God is a narrow trail. It is. But the idea is to walk with accuracy. And the opposite of that would be walking very carelessly. Um, why is it that you have to grab a hold of the child's hand when you're walking near danger? Because they walk carelessly. They don't pay attention. But you're supposed to pay attention as a child of this king that we have. So if you don't walk as an unwise man, you should walk as a wise man. So if you're an unwise man and you're in the dark, you're in darkness, what would be the opposite of that? Be the wise man walking in the light. And that's what we saw in Ephesians 5, 8. We walk in the light. So his warning to you in this walk is that you walk according to what you are and who you are. You're no longer a child of darkness. So don't walk as a child in darkness. Walk as a child that's in the light. All right? So this is, this is not super uh, uh, hard to understand in reality. It's, it's pretty simple. But you get the terms and you can get mixed up a bit. But right now it's like, hey, not as unwise men, but as wise men. Don't walk in the dark. Walk as who you are, as a person in the light. And then we get to the next section, which is the second thing I wanted to show you was that, first of all, you have to take a look back. You have to reflect. You have to say, I used to be in darkness, but now I'm in the light. So what does that help me do? That helps me stay out of the darkness, because now I realize I'm, if you're in the darkness, there's danger there. That's not who you are anymore. You're supposed to be in the light. If you walk into a dark room um, with, without a light on, and you're barefooted, there's a good chance you're going to stub your toe. And, and how crazy would you be to drive on a windy road, a narrow windy road, pitch black outside, and not turn your lights on? That'd be pretty foolish, wouldn't it? We would all say, well, that guy's a fool that did that. Huh. Interesting how that works. 
Someone said, when the pilot does not know what port he is heading for, no wind is the right wind. When the pilot of a boat, a, a sailboat, doesn't know what port he's heading for, he doesn't understand the pathway that he's on or where he's walking to, then no matter what the wind does, it's the wrong wind. <laughs> because you don't know where you're going anyway. So let me keep going. The second part I want to say is to remain or to stabilize. And we see this in verse 16. Making the most of your time. Making the most of your time. Another way of saying that would be taking advantage of the opportunity afforded you. When we talk about time in this passage, we're not talking about the clock on the wall back there. I'm not talking about a calendar that we flip and, oh, this day's 24 hours long and it's got 60 minutes in each hour and 60 seconds in each one of those and nanoseconds after that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a set amount of time that God has given you in your life. So, Larry Howard, you're born November 22nd, 1957. You're going to die. I don't know when that'll be, but whenever that's going to be, that's the time that he's talking about here. He's saying for you to make the most of your time. All right? So, wherever you're at in your home, whatever your age is, doesn't really matter. You have to make the most of your time that God has allotted to you. And he's saying to do that. And why is it important? He says, Buying up the opportunity, take advantage of it. Uh, opportunity has a forelock, so you can seize it when you, when you meet it, but once it is past you, you cannot seize it again. That's how time is. When the time's in front of you, you can seize whatever, there, whatever opportunity is there, but once it's gone, you don't get to go back and grab it again. It's gone. So remain stable, though. Stay solid. Um, our English word for the word opportunity comes from a Latin word meaning toward a port, toward a goal, towards something. So a ship on the water is headed toward a port. That's the idea. In your life, you're living a life that's headed toward a port. What port is your life headed toward? If you're a believer in Christ, you're headed to the heavens. You're headed up to a, a heavenly port, as it were. That's where you're headed. Now, in your everyday life, that's not necessarily what you're doing, but eventually you know that's where you're headed. So it's, it, it suggests, the opportunity says, a ship taking advantage of the wind and tide to arrive safely in the harbor. The brevity of this statement, the life is a strong argument for making the best use of the opportunities God gives us. So, making the most of your time. Why? Because, now here we go, second part of this verse. Because the days are evil. The days are evil. And if Paul wrote this 2,000 years ago and said the days are evil, what do you think they are today? I think he might have been referring even to the fact that Rome was going to come, they're going to start slaughtering Christians. So if you're going to share Christ with people, now's the time. The evil, it's an evil day. And he has been correct in that and continues to be correct in that. It is an evil day. It is an evil day. How foolish to waste opportunities to win the lost 
when soon those opportunities might be taken away by the advance of sin in our society. I've been around a lot of pastors and I've heard some of them say, it's coming where they won't even, they're going to not even let us talk about Christ. It's coming. It's coming. I want to say that's not possible. But some of the stuff I've seen in my life, I'm thinking, well, maybe it is possible. This is where we got to keep praying for our government, keep praying for our government, keep praying that it, it might be well with us. <laughs> the manner for this careful, precise walk that we're talking about is making the right use of every opportunity. And the reason for this careful walk is that the days are evil. You may not have another day. That day may have already passed where you could have influenced someone in your life, but you weren't walking properly. You were doing the same things they were doing. And you know they need Christ, and you've got Christ. And now you go to talk to them, and they're like, well, why would I want to be like you? You're, you're worse than I am sometimes. So walk the walk every day. Walk and make it evident. Many are walking in sin. It's the unwise walk of life. And since the time is short, you know what? My time is short. I'm 63 years old. I feel like I'm 25 still. My body tells me I'm about 70. So I guess I'm in a, in a bad spot there. I'm lying to myself on both ends. But I think that when you look at that, you say, the time is short. How many more opportunities will I have to share Christ with the loved ones in my life that don't believe in him? What is my walk like? Since the time is short and, the, and it's an evil time, believers in Christ, Christians, must make full use of their time to help turn them from darkness to light. This requires, this requires that the way we conduct ourselves, the way we live our life, the way we walk, is done in a wise way. So that brings me to the third point of this, how to walk in 2021. Reflection on how you've been walking. Walk in a wise way, not in a foolish way. And then, of course, the second one is to remain and be stable. Stabilize yourself. Your time is short. Your time is short. Dig in. Dig in in this walk. Make sure you're supplied properly. The third thing to do is to resolve to walk according to God's will. Resolve. Resolution. You want a New Year's resolution. It's four days away from the time you're going to hear this sermon. You want a New Year's resolution? I got one for you. I got one for you. It's right here in verse 17. Let's read it. So then do not be foolish. Here we, here's the warning again. Don't be foolish. Don't be in the darkness. But understand what the will of the Lord is. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Isn't that interesting? I cannot tell you as a 
as a pastor here and as a, an elder at this church, how many times people have said, I wish I knew what the will of the Lord is for me in my life. Stop being foolish and start to understand the will of the Lord. Here you go. God has given everybody a mind. He's given you an ability to think. Guess what? At one time, he was a mystery to you. You did not understand him. You might have known there was a God, but you didn't understand this God. You certainly didn't understand that Christ had died for you. And if you're listening to this and you don't understand that, oh my goodness, I got a story to tell you. Jesus Christ, we just celebrated his birthday on, what, two days ago. He came to the earth, took on flesh, became a man, lived and walked in the earth and lived a perfect life, ministered, lived perfectly the law, never sinning. And then he who knew no sin became sin on your part, on your behalf, went to a cross, took all the sins of the world that he did not deserve, and he died on a cross for your sins. For the things that you've done against his father, he died, that you might be reconciled to the father. That's what it means to be a believer. It's someone that places their faith. Then he died on a cross. They buried him. Three days later, he rose himself up out of that grave. And then he ascended up to the heavens. Where over 500 people saw him do that. It wasn't just some myth. It was witnessed by 500 people that saw him leave. And then he said, if you will, and then the father says, if you'll just place faith, saving faith in that particular thing. It's going to take a gift from me for you to even believe in it. Ephesians 2. So that's what you need to believe in. So if you haven't believed in that, you have no idea what we're talking about. He's still a mystery to you. But those of us who know him, those of us who believed in him, those of us who placed our faith in him, he says, you are to understand what the will of God is. You have, an underst- you have a mind that's able to think. You have a way of discovering to do the will of God. Too many Christians have the idea that discovering God's will is a mystical experience. That rules out clear thinking. That takes clear thinking out of it. It's a mystical experience. I can't think it through. There's no logic to it. I can't know what God's will is. Bull loney. That's not true. This idea is wrong, and it's dangerous to think that way. We discover the will of God as he transforms the mind. Does this sound like a verse? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let's see here. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. It sounds like the walk again. Present yourselves, your bodies, a living and holy sacrifice. That is how you're supposed to walk. That's how you walk in 2021. But listen, this is your spiritual service of worship. And listen to verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world. That's foolishness and darkness. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. And this transformation is the result of the word of God. Isn't it? Isn't that what it said? 
Oh, I wish you were here so you could say yes to that. You can say yes at home. It's a matter of looking into the Word, and inside of the Word of God, you'll find that prayer and meditation on His Word and worship is all part of this transforming thing in your life. It's the good walk. It's the walk of the wise. Please don't waste one more day in 20... Don't take 2021 and walk like a fool. Please don't do that. But walk in wisdom. If God gave you a mind, then he expects you to use it. This is where a lot of Christians fall down in their Christian walk. Listen, this means that learning his will involves gathering facts examining them, weighing them out, and praying for his wisdom. James 1.5 says for you to pray for wisdom and he will grant it to you. So gathering facts. Well, where are you going to gather facts? When you transform your mind, he said to go to the word of God. Here's the facts you need. You want to know his will? Get in the book. Get in the book. Don't leave it. Don't be a dashboard Christian, please. I've told you what that was in the past. That's a guy that brings his Bible to church and then he throws it on the dashboard and he has it for next Sunday. He doesn't look at it all week. And when you're not even going to church, you might not have, you might not have touched that Bible in months. Get in the book. It'll transform you. It'll put you on a different pathway. And then I realized this as I looked at some commentaries. And I studied this passage and these wonderful truths. And I realized God does not want us to simply know his will. It doesn't say in this passage, it doesn't say, so then do not be foolish, but know the will of God. It doesn't say that. Does it? It says you don't want to just know his will. He wants you to understand his will. That's a big difference. You might know that there's some chemical reaction that causes an explosion, but you don't know how that happens. You just know it happens. He says, I want you to understand my will. That's what he says in the verse. So that you'll understand. He's, He's pointing out that you have a mind that he's given you. You have the ability to study You have the ability to get in the Word. You have the Holy Spirit that will translate what God wants to tell you out of this book. And what He'll tell you is how to live this life. What is the will of God for you? What is the will of the Lord? What is it He wants you to understand? God has a plan for your life. He talks about this in Ephesians 2.10. Well, I have it here. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them walk in the good works if God saved me he has a purpose for my life and I should discover that purpose and then let it guide my life accordingly How am I going to walk in 2021? I don't know where the path is going to lead me. But I know if I get close to him, it'll be the right path. 
If I get in his will, I'll be satisfied in it. COVID virus or not. Racial tensions or not. Whether you like the politics that are on in our government today or not, it doesn't matter. You get close to him, the walk will be much better. You'll have a knowledge of him. You'll be able to lay aside all of these superficial, worldly things, and you'll be looking at the king of kings when you do anything in your life. I can promise you, if you get in this book and study it, a lot of the things that bother you today will go away. He reveals his plan through his word. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. My goodness. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Colossians 3.15 And then he works the spirit in our hearts. He, he works through the working of our circumstances. He reveals things. Look at this. Look at this one. How many of you know the Romans 8.28 one? And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. All things work together for good to those who love God. No matter the circumstances. Isn't that what he's saying? It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. He put them in your life so that it would work good somehow. Why COVID? Why this thing? Why that? Why did my dad die with cancer? Why my mom? Why? I, I don't know, but it's all for good. I'm not happy that they died, but I know it's for good. I know he's going to be glorified in it somehow. Because this is what he does. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Christians are to understand what the Lord's will is. Only after one understands what pleases God can he carry it out in his life. You can't carry out what you don't understand. You can't be what you don't understand. I have had a statement in my life for years now. For years I've said it. And my son who worked with me formerly <laughs> would laugh if he, when he's going to laugh when he hears this on the recording. The lack of knowledge, the lack of knowledge is absolutely paralyzing. It's just paralyzing. Think on a job. You're told to do something. You have no knowledge how to do it. What do you do? Do you get in and now do something wrong that costs the company millions of dollars? Or do you say, wait a minute, I don't have that knowledge level. Well, how are you going to get that knowledge level? Well, there's a book right there that tells you how to do that process. Well, guess what? You got a book in your life that tells you how to do the process. You ever see somebody put together a a Christmas gift, a bicycle or something, and they leave a bunch of parts out. They get all done, and it looks like the bike's supposed to look, but there's some parts still left over. It always makes me nervous. 
Like, I think you need to read the book a little bit better so you know where all those parts go. Well, if you're walking and you're struggling, you need to get in this book. In 2021, what's your plan? What's the plan that you have in 2021? We as Christians can walk carefully and accurately because we know what God wants us to do when we learn and understand. Like the builder following the blueprint, we accomplish what the architect planned. I'm going to close now. I have more, but I'm going to close. I'm trying to beat the clock here tonight. Today, excuse me. So there's some examples of how you're supposed to walk. What do we do? We, we, do we act like fools or do we walk in wisdom? We're supposed to walk in wisdom. Um, we, we take opportunity with the time we have because it's an evil time. And we walk according to the will of God. We want to understand the will of God in our lives. If you do that in 2021, I promise you a better 2021 than you had in 2020. I, I just know that'll be true for you. But let me ask you some questions. Now, when you look at how we are to walk in the knowledge of God's will, what does your 2021 New Year's resolution look like? As you resolve to figure out what you're going to do in 2021, if you think of it in these concepts and in these ideologies and in, in these truths, how do you think your resolution might change? That's one question. Maybe you thought, man, I want to make more money in 2021 than I did in 2020. Well, if you were laid off, that would be true. But if the Lord's already blessed you and you're just, man, you're just after that mighty dollar, the almighty dollar, you just keep chasing it. Um, is that really the pathway that God wants you on? And I, I just remind you of the rich man in, who needed more barns. I, I'm gonna have to build some more barns. I guess there was nothing wrong with him building more barns. And what he was doing is he's chasing after a, a product that God controlled. God controls money. God controls whatever's in your life. So he was after a product. He, was, he said, I, I need more. I'm going to build some more barns to store the grain in. And what did God call him? He says, you fool. Today, your soul is required. So he was chasing after the wrong things. He was walking after. He was walking in darkness. Probably seen as very successful by the world, but walking in darkness. Unwise living. So what about your relationships? What about your relationship with God? What... So here's the thing. What I see in this passage that is imperative, imperative. And, and, and it was in our, it's our third statement that we made there, which was for you to resolve to do something different. You have to resolve to do something. You have to have that. I, I, I cannot stand resolutions unless you've got a plan. If you resolve to do something and you have a plan to do that, then I say I'm 100% with you. What are you planning to do to make the walk in 2021 be a better walk than 2020 or 2019 or 20 whatever? What plan do you have to make the walk be one that lines up? Are you, are you going to get in the word of God to understand his will? Because from what I can see, when you walk in his will, that's the path. That's the walk he's asking you to take, even in these passages. Now, there was more passage after that that would show you the walk. We don't have time for that. But I just say, look at your life, look at what you've done in 2020, and then put it through this, well, put it under this microscope, if you would, before you decide what you're doing in 2021. 
What's the plan? How are you going to carry out a better spirit? What, what are you going to do to know him better? Are you planning anything? How are you going to get in the book? If you don't have a, a steady time in the book, what are you doing to plan to do that? That's important that you figure that out and figure it out so you can launch into 2021 with a plan. I'm going to read through the book of, I'm going to read through the Bible this year. I'm going to study certain passages. I'm going to look at, I'm going to have a better prayer life. I'm gonna, oh, you want to know him better? Spend some time with him. You can't get to know somebody that you refuse to spend time with. And you surely won't understand them. Well, I think I'm done. I think I'm going to call that the sermon, the final sermon of 2020. And like I said, I figure there's probably a roar when I told you it was the last Sunday of the, of the year. And a lot of you want to get 2020 behind you. Let me, let me tell you, if you're walking with him, 2021 will be the, one of the best years you've ever had. I can promise you that. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the truth of what Paul wrote here in Ephesians 5. Um, we walk in the light. When we know you, we walk in the light. Please forgive us when we act like fools and we stop. We try and quench the light and get in darkness. <laughs> forgive us for that. Lord, would you prepare your people to walk according to your will and in understanding of your will. If we understand your will, then we know how to walk. So let us become better students of the word. Let us get in your word more often. Let us have a better prayer life. We want that, Lord. And I know that's what you want. So we resolve to do just exactly that so that we will know you better, so that we'll understand you better, so that our walk in 2021 will be better for everyone but especially for each individual that decides to do that. We thank you now for 2020 and how you sustained us. You sustained us as a church. And we are looking forward to what you're going to do with Valley Bible Church and your church across this globe in 2021. Amen. Thank you very much.